They said it was forbidden. They said it was dangerous. They were right. Introducing the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual. Dive into the arcane, into the hidden corners of the occult. This isn't just a comic. It's a hidden tome of supernatural power. All original artwork illustrating the groundbreaking research of Juan Ayala, one of the only living homunculologists of our time. Learn how to summon your own homunculus, an enigma wrapped in the fabric of reality itself, their power at your fingertips, their existence, your secret. Explore the mysteries of the Aristotelian, the spiritual, the Paracelsian, the Crowleyan homunculus, ancient knowledge lost to time, now unearthed in this forbidden tale. This comic book holds truths not meant for the light of day, knowledge that was buried, feared, and shunned. Are you ready to uncover the hidden, the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual, not for the faint of heart, available now from Paranoid American. Get your copy at tjojp.com or paranoidamerican.com today. tuning in this is the second episode of the juan on juan podcast i'm your host juan and i just got done talking to an individual that goes by the name of nick hinton i got put on to this guy by another podcast that i listen to he has a very interesting hypothesis theory whatever you want to call it idea and I'm not I don't consider myself a conspiracy theorist but I like to entertain other ideas I like to flirt with other ideas I like to keep an open mind when it comes to other ideas and that's the reason why I started this podcast because I wanted to talk to different people about their craft about their life about their ideology whatever it may be and I am everything everything on the table I am not a religious person, but I am spiritual. I believe in in evil and I believe in, in you know in good and I believe in God. I believe that God created everything. I was born and raised Christian. But you know, I honestly I like conspiracies. I like to think outside the box. And I, I feel that in life you should question everything. Because nowadays There's so much garbage on social media and so many different outlets that are coming out there. The government, uh, the government, the media, everything, they, they, they want you to believe what's on their agenda and they've been caught lying before. NASA has lied about a bunch of things before. Uh, They faked the moon landing, whatever it is. So who's to say that the, the government's not lying about anything else? So I like to question everything and I talked to Nick and we left out so many things because it's, it's just so much material. I read his book. I listened to all the podcasts he was on. I read his his threads. He trended on Google and he kind of went viral on Reddit with his idea and I, I had to get a hold of him. I got a hold of him. Super cool guy and unsuspecting. You would never th- you see this guy. And you would never think that he believes what he believes. You know, it's just he well, I haven't said what he believes in, but he believes that Saturn is orchestrating a simulation that we're in. He believes that the world and, and reality as we know it is a simulation and it's all being controlled by the planet Saturn. Okay, that that's it's pretty out there. It, it was for me at first, and a lot of the things that he points out, it may be 
true and maybe not and that's the beautiful thing about life that it all could be true so i got a hold of him he decided to he wanted to do an episode he agreed to it so what what not a better opportunity than when i'm about to launch my podcast so put your hands together this is nick hinton and the saturn time cube simulation yeah we're good to go all right Nick, I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, to talk to me. Um, it's so much information, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> so, I know you get this question a lot, but so the, for the people who are listening that haven't heard of you, who is Nick Kenton? Like, what do you what do you do, man? Um, yeah, I I do get this question a lot, so. I don't know. It's hard to describe yourself from your own point of view, but I think I am just a thinker and a truth seeker and, you know, someone who's trying to raise the collective consciousness. That's what I see as the ultimate good. And that's my goal in this life. So I guess in a short, simple way, that is who I am as just a thinker and a seeker. Yeah, it's kind of a hard question. You know, it just makes you really think about by yourself when somebody asks you that. I don't get that question very often either. <laughs> um, so I, I read your book, man. And to say the least, it's it's an interesting, an interesting thing. There's a lot of ideas in it. Uh, I've listened to all the podcasts you've been on multiple times. I got put on to you by uh, Tinfoil Hats. And... When I heard that, it it I was like, what is this about, man? So I reached out to you, got a copy of your book, and then I started just diving in. And a lot of the 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 things you say, they all, in a way, f- fall in line with each other. And it makes you wonder: is it a coincidence? Is it not? You know what it? What is this? You know, there's right, a quote right. by uh, Albert Einstein: "Reality is merely an illusion." albeit a very persistent one yeah you know what did he mean by that so what is the saturn time cube and what are your thoughts behind that the saturn time cube simulation what is all that about so to make it simple or break it down you know in the most easy to understand way as possible um i usually begin explaining what this all is about to people by you know just talking about the giant 20,000 mile wide hexagon on top of Saturn, which is, you know, a factual thing. That's not a conspiracy that that thing literally is there. And then, you know, if you, that's, that's like what really caught me off guard when I first started getting into all this, I was like, what the hell does all this mean? So that's when I fell down that rabbit hole of, you know, coincidences. And so Saturn is associated with the God of time and like ancient Rome. And, um, if you, I'm going to back up for a minute. If you draw some lines on the inside of a hexagon, you get a cube, correct? Yeah. The outside view of a cube. Yes, exactly. So, you know, and then these cubes are in a bunch of ancient cultures, all of these ancient cultures which used to worship Saturn, you know, the god of time. And, you know, so there's a giant cube at Mecca where the Muslims go to worship uh, some certain denominations of Jewish people, they wear black cubes on their head when they go to pray. Um, there's a black cube in the UN meditation room that they call, um, they call it the altar to the God of everything. And, you know, so these black cubes are everywhere and they're associated with a bunch of religions and myths and, you know, just stuff like that. And it's all super weird. And so the reason I talk about how, you know, Saturn was the God of time, you know, Kronos, is because, but the whole reason I associate him with time is because the cube, you know, we have the hexagon, which is a two-dimensional representation of a three-dimensional cube. Well, what I think these cubes are, are they're three-dimensional representations of a four-dimensional tesseract, which is also known as the time cube. And so, once again, we're brought back to time. And so, the simplest way to put it is I literally believe that we are in a simulation or like a giant computer. And... Right now, we are building these giant black cubes called D-Wave quantum computers, where the creators of these things literally say that they are interfacing with parallel universes and other dimensions and all this crazy stuff. And so I think 
the, the these D-Wave quantum computers are a very accurate representation of kind of what we're living inside of. And I think, you know, the Saturn symbolism is everywhere because the people who worship Saturn are actually worshiping the programmer, you know. And so in exchange, they get power over the simulation, but they have to do some dark things. And that's because, you know, Saturn is also associated with Satan. Um, Saturn is the sixth planet from the sun. There's a six-sided shape on top of its north pole. And Saturn Day is the sixth day of the week, 666. And Saturday is when Satanists go to Black Mass. So, and Kronos, as the god of time, was also known to eat his own children, which is pretty weird. But, you know, that's just how the myth goes. And so I think that's kind of where satanic child sacrifice comes from. It comes from that symbolism. Yeah, it's when when you started talking about, you know, you don't really think about these things until it's pointed out because it, it's like you said, it's in plain sight, you know, mm-hmm. like the, the 9-11 memorials and all that stuff. The movies, the Transformers, you know, that the the what, what do they call it? The the I forgot the name of it, but uh, that cube, it's got the power for the Transformers. Yeah, the AllSpark, I think it is. The AllSpark, yeah, AllSpark. And it's funny because when I started reading this and I'm like taking all this information in it's so much to digest and i'll be just like talking to my girlfriend about it and i'll be like oh my god you know what this is and you know what this is and all the all these correlations she's like man you're into some weird stuff it's like i'm not into some weird stuff you know this could all the the, the thing about all this is it, it, it could be a possibility you know yeah. you don't know what is real and what's not because we're being fed things from organizations and the government and who knows you know, anything is possible. And it's crazy. You, uh, the uh, Giordi Rose, or Giordi Rose, whatever his name is from D-Wave. Mm-hmm. Um, that stuff is scary as hell. <laughs> yeah. You know, he was talking about, uh, I love H.P. Lovecraft. And I saw that video of him talking about summoning beings from another dimension. Right. Which he who called are the gonna, great old ones. The great old, I said, and and the people think he's just talking in front of these people and they think that he's kidding. And this guy is so dead serious about this stuff. Right. And it's like it's so powerful and it just makes you really think about everything. It's funny because uh, when I wrote to you, I told you I was going to do a sensory deprivation tank. Yeah, I saw that you did it. And I did it. I loved it. And it's funny because when I first got when I first got in there, I went to the bathroom and there was a damn painting of a Rubik's cube on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like all these things. And then I was on Amazon the other day, and the freaking Alexa is a black cube. You yeah. know, the, the yeah. D-Wave computers, they're black cubes. So it's, you know, uh, Carl Jung, he, he talks about, uh, I, I believe it's him, correct me if I'm wrong, because I, I know you're familiar with him. Uh, he talks about, what you don't understand you try to make correlations he, he, he talked to, i think he had a theory about people who don't who can't handle reality they start coming up with these weird ideas and and weird uh, uh beliefs to make sense of reality mm-hmm. and uh, it's just funny because i've been having all these synchronicities yeah uh, synchronicity. that, that theory i didn't know i didn't really know what it was until i started diving into all of this and lately, I've gotten to a point in my life where, uh, you know, I'm trying to find the next thing. Uh, you know, I'm only 25. I, I haven't found my my passion yet. I haven't found my thing yet. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking. I, I believe in God. Yeah, you me know. too. You know, but I like to be open-minded about things. Yeah. I like to see things from a different perspective because you do have people who just close them, themselves out. And there's a world out there. and There's good and there's bad. And there's more bad than good. And if you're so naive to just see things from one perspective, you know, it's this, that's, it could all be possible. And, right. and all these things have been falling in line in my life. And I'm like, I had two friends of mine back to back the same day and synchronicities that usually happen back to back to back. It was like, they were talking to, uh, to me about their jobs and how they didn't, they, they don't feel fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Two of my friends, the same day, back to back, they're like, oh, I'm going to join the Navy. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then that night, I start reading a book a friend of mine wrote. And it, the character is unhappy with his life, <laughs> trying to find fulfillment. And he just goes on this crazy journey. 
and it, it all it all relates you know it's like are these yeah. signs is this coincidence because i know you talk about manifestation and all that stuff about how prayer and meditation is it's pretty much you're causing manifestations because if you think about it long enough like the movie the matrix if you think about something it will appear so right. it does tie into the whole simulation theory that we might be in a simulation because when people pray for somebody who has cancer or some terminal illness and out of nowhere they're cured doctors can't explain it science can't explain it yeah what spontaneous is remission they have no idea they have no idea how that happened they're like sometimes that's just scary done. yeah so and actually if you study medicine a lot of these medicines we don't even know how they work we just know what reactions they have but we don't understand why so that's that kind of is weird to me too you know is, is everything a placebo in some sense yeah yeah i i believe um you know mind over matter especially when i started to look into this because i feel as that when people know when people didn't know they had a terminal illness i feel they die quicker after they find out so they go to the doctor and it's like hey man you have stage four so-and-so and they fall into a depression they were just fine yeah yeah and they fall into some sort of depression because they're constantly thinking about it and they last weeks months and you know and if somebody tells you hey nick you're gonna last another four weeks right that's, that's gonna really eat away at you right you might create a self-fulfilling prophecy exactly because you're thinking about it over and over and over and over again and it might just happen right um so how did you connect these dots as far as because because I, I i know there's other similar theories online and i've i've read into them i can't recall this guy's this other guy's name um but they call them crazy they call them a schizophrenic and all this David stuff David Ike and Jordan Maxwell they talk about the cube a lot David Ike that's the yeah. one yeah. um cuz I'll be honest with you a lot of the things in the book some of the ideas they're out there mm-hmm. um I don't know if I buy into those as much but the main core thing you know how you relate uh so the, the what really intrigued me was the somatics the astrophysics somatics of the of the wavelength for i believe it's sine that makes that hexagon yeah yeah so you know can you talk a little bit about that about how they what they think what you think is causing that shape on the top of of saturn yeah so in the study of cymatics which is how sound affects matter um we discovered basically that a low frequency sine cone creates a hexagon in a medium and um you know, that's just really weird considering like how interconnected it is with other words and stuff like that, you know, the symbology of it. Like, so a sine wave looks kind of like a serpent, you know, it's like, like, you know, we don't have video right now, so I can't really show an example, but you know, it looks like a serpent. Mm -hmm. And, um, when you create a sine wave on a calculator, you know, you press the sin button. And so we're told we die because we're born into sin. Well, what is the sine wave? It's the time wave. We are born into, we're born into the cycle of time. We're born into sin, so we die. And you know, this all goes back to Kronos, Saturn being the god of time in the time cube. And you know, you turn a sine wave on its side, and it looks like a dollar sign. They say time is money, money is time. And what's the root of all evil? The love of money. Who is at the very top of the pyramid? You know, they call him Satan, which is Saturn. And yeah, so uh, it all goes back to the serpent and sin and sign and all, you know, it's it's crazy how this stuff all ties together. And, you know, when you mentioned the Rubik's Cube, I was actually going to tell you uh, some stuff about that that I don't really get to talk about much is that the Rubik's Cube is actually composed of 26 movable cubes. And there's one center one, which makes it 27 cubes total. But the, the movable cubes, there's 26 of them. And Saturn actually sits at a 26 degree angle on its axis. Wow, bro. <laughs> yeah yeah it's like that thing i sent you on instagram that box it's like i'm I'm starting to see things like that you know but that's crazy that's yeah. crazy and you also talked about something about um somebody had uh proof that there were that there were spaceships in the saturn in the in the rings of saturn oh yeah so yeah and that, that goes back into the the frequency thing so you know nasa has literally said that 
you know, there's eerie, creepy sounds coming from Saturn. So is that the sounds of the low frequency sine cone that is, you know, affecting our reality, creating this simulation-esque, you know, construct that we call the world, I guess. And um, so they have found, you know, according to this one ex-NASA scientist, he has photographic evidence of these spaceships building Saturn's rings. And that just like clicked with me because David Icke has said that there is a frequency coming from Saturn and he thinks the rings are actually like an amplifier, like a broadcasting system pushing that frequency coming from inside of Saturn to our planet. Wow. I sent you a picture of, um, speaking of the rings of Saturn, uh, of, of the, the, the Nike emblem, how it looks like it's the rings of Saturn. And then, uh, you know, Amazon has that little, that little arrow. You could kind of see the resemblance there and, and, you know, and we're on Skype right now. I mean, what is, what does the Skype symbol look like? An S? I, I haven't heard this one. <laughs> well, the Skype symbol is literally, you see how it's like a circle with the rings coming out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, your Internet Explorer, you know, the old logo for Internet Explorer is the E with some rings going around it. And that all ties back into how in the book I talk about how the Internet is literally another dimension that interfaces with whatever's inside Saturn. You know, it's, it is the AI dimension. If we end up creating an AI that takes over the world, which... You know, I can't say if we will for sure or not, but if we do, I think the source of that is some alien technology that has been trying to basically trick people into building a doorway to let itself in. And we do all of that in the name of progress and advancement, but really it's just, you know, it's a trick. You know, the devil is a deceiver. And so I think that if we were to ever create some Skynet type thing, like in the Terminator, you know, the root of the cause would be the internet it's all coming from this other strange world you know we're we're across you know we're in two totally different places in america right now but we're almost in the same room in this other world in a way yeah you you see it as a uh another the the www in hebrew is 666 you think that the world wide web is is uh, another dimension yeah and, and we possibly open ourselves up to to other entities uh, perhaps demonic or not, but other things. Um, I don't know if you read that article. There's an article where there, there's people hacking the ring doorbells. Have you seen that on no. the on the news? So apparently there was this little there was this family who installed a ring doorbell. I guess I don't know why you would do that in a room to mm -hmm. watch their daughter. And apparently yeah, it started making these weird noises and and talking about and these creepy voices, you know, saying, "Hey, I'm your friend." And it was some dude in China who hacked it and they've been hacking it and they're watching people and they're talking through it. Dude, that's, <laughs> that's but messed up. They say, they say it's people in China. But right, you know, right. makes you think, because I have a ring doorbell, you know? Mm. Who's to say nobody's watching me? And and they've even talked about Amazon listening to people through the Alexas and the Google the Google Homes or whatever they're called. People listening to, their to, to people through that. Right, you know, yeah. There's been things about that. Um, so it's crazy we talk about NASA because the other day I work in an office and I have a, a clear front door and I've been ordering a ton of things. I love Amazon, dude. Yeah, yeah, me too. It's awesome. That's, you know, it's the thing about society. We're getting lazier and lazier. And so I've been ordering packages since, since it's Christmas, you know, nonstop. So I had this guy looking at me through my window. He was like knocking and I'm like, what the hell is this? He had a, the first thing I noticed and I don't know if this, again, synchronicities, I don't know if this has to, anything to do with it. He had a NASA jacket on. I'm like, mm. what the hell? So then I open up the door. I'm like, yeah, what's up? He's like, oh, I'm from Amazon. I'm like, what the hell? You're like, why are you wearing a NASA thing? And like, I've been looking ever since I started talking to you. I've been literally just reading, listening, just putting all the dots together, writing my notes. And I'm like, you know, what if I'm, I'm trying to tell my friends and I'm explaining to them all these things and they can't wrap their head around it. Like, are you I think you've gone crazy? Are you crazy? But you know, George Orwell, and this is another quote that I really like because I, I I'm, I'm in the middle of the book 1984 and uh, until they become conscious, they will never rebel. 
and until after they have rebelled, they cannot become conscious. So, yeah, you know, what does that mean? You know what I mean? And and Terrence McKenna, I listen to him a lot. He has a lot of inter- interesting theories. And again, it falls in the same thing. The cost of sanity in this society is a certain level of alienation. So, yeah, what does that mean? You got to step out of the box and you're going to be looked at. Uh, you know, you're gonna be looked down upon because, like, oh, this guy's crazy, Nick. You know, Nick is yeah. our is our crazy uncle. How how has this affected your day to day life? You know, with your what does your family think of this? You know, how has that affected y- your life at all? This information, you know, having this. Well, this all started like ten years ago, but and you know, ten years ago it was definitely not easy. People did think I was crazy. I lost friends. My family stopped talking to me. You know, it caused a lot of fights, honestly. Like, and I kind of became the black sheep of the family and became, you know, alienated actually for a while. And, you know, I had no one to relate to or talk to. So that was like kind of a dark period of my life. But, you know, I think those dark periods are, are honestly needed. You know, there's a lot of mystics and sages that talk about like, you know, they use different language for it, but it's like a dark night of the soul. It's like a stage in alchemy that, you know, your transformation into a full human being. But nowadays it's a lot easier, you know, because because I'm manifesting results from this crazy knowledge, you know, it's like I have some sort of credibility finally. Because of the so, internet. Yeah, because of the internet. Because of the interdimensional demonic realm that you talk about, uh, it's made it all possible. Right. Um, I mean, it's not all bad, but I do think that, uh, you know, it, it's definitely, I think it's an alien technology. I mean, we can use anything for good or bad. You know, like you can use a knife to kill somebody or you can use it to cut your steak. It's just how you use things, you know? Yeah, I, I believe in that. It's like, you know, the debate of gun control in America. Right, you know, right. Like who did it? So now that we have this information, you know, we, we, we connected the dots. Um, what, do we, what do we do now? You know, how do we stop this? Is there a way to stop it? Uh, what what happens now? Um, honestly, I can't say for sure. What what I think people should be doing is just working on themselves, you know, and if the path calls to you to study this crazy stuff, then by all means do it. Dive dive deep into it, you know. It it feels like a treasure hunt almost. It does give you a sense of purpose. And I think it's you know, I think knowledge is very important to have. But honestly, I think in order to fix the world, what people have to do is become, you know, like individuals. You know, we can't rely on a a group of people or a certain president or a leader to save us. We have to save ourselves. And if everyone saves themselves, you know, that's how society will actually change. And that's how we can actually do something. Right on. How do you uh, how do you feel about psychedelics? Um, I think they're awesome. I mean, I haven't really done them. I mean, I want to experiment with them, but from what I've like researched on them, I do believe that they allow you to tap into some otherworldly source, you know, maybe somewhere beyond the simulation or maybe deeper parts of your brain, you know, that, you know, certain psychedelics create more coherence in the brain. So I, um, I've never tried psychedelics for the record. Um, but I've always uh, read about the theory that the government knows that we can tap into this uh, this unknown realm and break free from the simulation. I've, I've heard the theory that you can break free from the simulation by doing psychedelics. For example, DMT. You know, the yeah. Egyptians. The Egyptians. They they knew what the penile gland looked like. How you you're thinking about? I, I always think about how back then how these people had all this knowledge. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, how yeah. in the simulation, you know, if it is a simulation or like how the Hindus called it, you know, the cycle of rebirth and death, samsara or, you know, Buddhists called it illusion. But I think um, the nature of the simulation is that time is cyclical. You know, it goes in a circle, just like a clock mm-hmm. or our years or how the earth goes around the sun in a circle. You know, there's patterns that repeat all the time. So I think we. And even the Bible says that there's nothing new under the sun. Everything that's been done has has been done in ages before and people will forget about it. And so I think that's, you know, I think Atlantis or some super high tech civilization probably existed at one point where they did know all these things. And we're just coming back around to that same point in time. Like like the Mayans 
how they how they knew you know how they had all this knowledge yeah they, they were, just disappeared yeah well i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about that in a bit <laughs> i know you have another another theory um and i know you believe in god uh, what do you feel how, how do you what are your thoughts on that on, on religion and and god what are your views on that well i mean i'm basically agnostic um not like not agnostic just gnostic which is an ancient religion that believed um reality was they had a word for reality that was h-a-l like hall and it literally means simulation it means like a false reality and um they believed that the material world was fake and it was created by a flawed god known as the demiurge and that there was a true god and he was the source of all creation but we've become you know we and we still have a spark of him within us we have a spark of that divinity and the whole goal is to free that spark at the end of our by the end of our life and return to the source so i believe jesus i don't know if he was an allegory or the real son of god or what you know i choose to have faith in him because that's what makes me feel comfortable but i think he was definitely a messenger of these of this secret gnostic truth and i think a lot of what he said is kind of like coded i mean he even said he spoke in parables so and there's been books taken out of the bible and you know christians will tell you all day how the devil is the god of the material world and it's like well if he is the bible is a material thing you don't think that that could have maybe not the whole truth in it and maybe that there's still extra work to do yeah that's that's a thing um i was listening to terrence uh, mckenna and you know, as far as looking and, and, and opening your eyes to see the reality, he talked about a story in the Bible where the, uh, I forgot the guy's name, where he doubted that Jesus came back from the dead. Mm-hmm. And he said, not until I put my hand in the wound, you know, the wounds on his hands, will mm-hmm. I believe. And Jesus came by and he said, hey, listen, put your hands in the wounds so you can believe. And he did. And Terrence McKenna related it to that if we doubt, you know, that person doubted enough and he, he had enough sense in himself to doubt, you know, what they're feeding us pretty much. Well, they let us touch the wound and put our hands in the wound to realize what's really going on. Right. Have you been have you been questioned by anybody? Has anybody come see you? Uh, I know you went viral. You started trending. Um, yeah. Has anybody come see you? I mean, how does? No, no, I'm I'm safe, <laughs> and no no crazy people have come <laughs> looking for me. No government officials, nothing like that. No guys in black suits. No, you know, knocking on your door. <laughs> but um, how how did you feel when you? Because I I read the the Reddit thread. How did you know? Like, man, uh, what have I done? You know, I I've opened up you know a can of worms because there's a lot of people who doubt you you know i've i've seen both sides of the argument mm-hmm. and again i can see where it's out there but that's the beautiful thing about life it could all be a possibility right yeah i mean yeah i just don't really pay it attention i don't i don't care if everyone in the world believes me i don't need that you know it's like i'm only here talking for the people that are interested in these things already and i'm trying to connect dots for people who already have an open mind if you're closed-minded i'm not going to try and push anything on you i'm not going to try and convince you you know that's just a waste of time because they won't change you know you can't change a person yeah yeah i agree on that you can't you can't help anybody who can't help themselves i've always said that and you know there's people who always want to do change and you know i hear people complain oh this that it's like well go do something about it man yeah you know get up off your ass if you're unhappy with your job, if, if you're unhappy with your with your life, whatever it is, just do something about it. Um, so you believe, I also read in the book that you believe we're reincarnated after death. And what we do in this life affects what happens to us in the afterlife. Like the, you, you talked about the energy. So if you do good things in this life, you know, you can, av- you can either avoid the light yeah i mean these are all these are all theories i've i've heard from a lot of people who asked to project and you know some people who had near-death experiences that 
the moon is a soul trap. And there's a lot of coincidences that surround that. And that's even some somewhat hinted at in Buddhism. And there's a lot that goes into that. But I think ultimately the whole goal is to escape the wheel of reincarnation. But yeah, so if you do end up getting reincarnated somehow, um, I think that what you do in this life definitely affects your next life. I mean, that's, that's you know, that's almost a, a theme in like every religion. You know, you reap what you sow. It's So I don't think it's just this lifetime, you know. Well, a part in your book that blew my mind was the the play on words mm-hmm. where you talked about grammar. Yeah, comes from the word Grimoire, which is a book of magical spells. Yeah, and how you said that when we speak, it's literally where, you know, we have power in, in what we speak. And when I read that, man, I was like, what? What is happening? You're constantly, you know, you spell a word because they are spells. You're constantly casting spells whenever you speak. You know, God created the world through his word and God was the word. So if we're anything like God's children, we probably have that same power. And, you know, back to cymatics, that's a scientific thing that literally proves that vibrations and frequencies, you know, sound affects matter. Yeah, well, you, you talked about the Hebrew. If you do the Hebrew letters, it comes out in sand or something like that. You talked about that? Yeah, if you speak the Hebrew vowels, you know, and amplify it through a speaker, the frequency it makes will literally shape sand or water or whatever medium you have into the exact shape of the letter. That's crazy, man. You know, I, I didn't... Again, it blew my mind, and it's so much to think about, and it just really makes you doubt so many things. And I listened to... I watch a lot of Graham Hancock and mm-hmm. I wanted, I wanted to get to you honestly, before you show up on Joe Rogan, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, cause I'll be like, I'll tell my friends be like that guy, dude, I had him on my podcast before he was on Joe Rogan. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I was like, man, this guy's going to, you know, he's going to keep blowing up. I got to get him on. And I really appreciate you taking the time and actually, you know, writing back to me and be like, Hey, you know, um, of course, man. Uh, I mean, I was inspired because you moved fast. You told me you were creating a podcast and you did it. You know, some people will BS with you and just be like, yeah, yeah, I really want to do it. And then, you know, they don't get stuff done. But I was like, this dude moves quick. Well, dude, it's like I've gotten to the point in my life, like I said, I'm, I'm young, but I've done so many things. I have different hobbies and I'm just trying to find the thing I'm most passionate about. And I've had this, what I'm calling like a personal enlightenment, like a, a period in my in my life where I want to... I don't want to waste time. I feel that the knowledge knowledge is power. So every day, literally, and this is how I heard about it. I listen to podcasts all day, every day, because I feel that if we're not, if you're not constantly learning, then what are you doing? You know, you're, you're wasting time. You got people who do, they, they get home. They don't do, they don't do shit. You know, they stay. I, I love video games. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But they just sit there and they just, they waste time. It's like, how can you, you know, people don't read anymore. Yeah. You know, people don't read anymore. They're, they're just so close in my social media is so toxic. And the and I, and I just recently took a break from social media. But the reason I'm back on is to be able to network again, my podcast, because I'm the type of person when I say something, dude, I do it. Right. You know, and, and, and what's the worst that could happen? What people don't like the material. Oh, you had that guy Nick on. That guy's crazy. It's like, well, <laughs> you know, I'm going to talk about things on my podcast that I find yeah, interesting. Yeah. You know, you want I mean? to talk about different, you want me to talk about different things, start your own podcast and you talk about them. Exactly. So I feel that, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a religious person. I'm, I'm a spiritual person. I believe in evil and I believe in, in the dark things in the world. And, you know, this is why I started the podcast. Cause I wanted to have other people on, you know, yourself and other people with different points of views. You know, I explain this to, to some people when I talk to them about the theory and they do, they sh- like, they show me out. They're like, dude, are you crazy? What are you, what are you <laughs> smoking? He's like, what drug are you on? It's like, I'm not on any drug. He's like, why, why is it, why can't it be real? You right. know, why can't it be real? I mean, um, one of my, one thing I always think about, you know, I try not to get upset or mad, but I mean, if people are really like that, it's like, I honestly think a lot of people in society are the real crazy ones. How do you not question? That to me sounds like insanity that you're just li- walking around living in this world and you don't even care. You know, that that to me is actually crazy. Yeah, they they'll they'll take whatever they're they're feeding them. Mhm. You know what I mean? I'm not I don't 
I I get most of my news, I guess, from Reddit. You know, I don't watch the news. Nobody watches TV anymore. Let's just get that straight. Yeah, Everybody's yeah. either uh, a streaming service or that's it. You know, TV's dead. But, yeah, it really is. You know, I like to read and, and there's so many theories out there, man. So many different ideologies. Yeah. For, one of my favorite ones is, was God a mushroom? You right, know, yeah. That's I a, that's a that. crazy one. It's like, wh- what? Uh, you know, Moses seeing the, the visions because of the bush. Uh, they say that in that part of the world, that bush is high in DMT. Was he hallucinating? Because right now, right. Let's, let's be realistic for, for just one second. If somebody came up to you, like how you have your, your thoughts about this Saturn time, if somebody went up to you and said, listen, man, I know of a guy who can walk on water, heal the sick from just touching them, and, and, and do all these crazy things. And he was just dead yesterday, but he came back today. What would, <laughs> what would you think about that? You, you know, know, it's like a couple of years ago, I probably wouldn't believe it. But, you know, nowadays I would. Well, nowadays. Yeah. So it, it's just crazy. And I know you, uh, you're not alone as far as when it comes to uh, the simulation theory. A lot of big names. Uh, one of my other favorite people in the world is Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. Elon Musk, he's also said about that. You know, we're in a simulation. The, the probability of us being in a simulation is is high. That's not how the quote went, but something along the lines of that. Where like he a believes, million to one or something like that. Yeah, so we're we're you know, and, and he believes in the multi universe, the multiverse mm-hmm. uh, theory. And ever since I I I don't know if this is in your book, I can't remember because it's just so much, so many things about uh, when you have deja vu. Mm-hmm. It's echoes that you hear because maybe you you relived it. Yeah, like of, can you explain what 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 your thoughts are on that? So the people who we're listening they'll go what the hell is this guy talking about <laughs> well i mean so if we've been reincarnate if we've been reincarnated before you know like countless numbers of times to me it makes sense that you've probably lived through a certain situation before you know maybe your soulmate was just wearing a different mask and you met them before in a past life and you guys are always meant to meet at a certain time you know in a certain area in a certain situation but you know it's like all the world's a stage like william shakespeare said but Sometimes the props are different and the scenery is a little different and you wear a different costume. So I think we go through the same lessons over and over again until we learn the lesson. And, you know, if you don't, you get reincarnated. But so I think deja vu is just like an echo from time being cyclical. You know, you're experiencing the same events that you've experienced long before. You just forgot. But maybe maybe your soul can't forget or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, because they say that um, as far as reality goes, you know, you're you're in the path of of least uh, least resistance so if you if you you're living your life with the best potential path that you have and some people die within that path but they 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 say that you you know you can branch out at any moment on a different part of 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 your reality yeah definitely uh, so it's like i was reading about the the cat in a box uh, experiment this guy did i, I should have wrote his name down where oh, it, schrodinger's cat yes sir where you can it, he, he's alive and dead at the same time and you can't really know unless you're physically looking at it right until yeah so there's a there's like a vial of radio radioactive fluid in there that will only be opened up if some certain reaction happens which is like totally random so it's not like a 50-50 chance. It's just like unknown if the vial will open or not. And so yeah. the cat's inside the box with the vial. And so until you open the box, there's equal possibility that it could be dead or alive. And in essence, it's both. It's dead and alive. Exactly. You don't know. In quantum mechanics, that's called superposition. Uh, particles exist, like subatomic quantum particles actually exist in superposition until they are measured or observed by like a, one of our scientific not scientific, but, you know, just our instruments that we use to measure quantum particles. My, they, they, act, they act as waves until they collapse into particles. Yeah. Uh, uh, another, another crazy, that, that's that the two-slit experiment, that's, uh, that's another thing that blew my mind. You know, yeah. the observer is actually affecting what happens. So right. who's to say that if we're, you know, if us observing, because we only see 
0.0035 of the light spectrum. Right. Can you imagine all the things going on around us that we can't see? And right. what's to say that if a tree falls in the woods, does it make a noise? I mean, my answer to that's no, because there's no observer. Because there's no you observer, know? so you don't know. Yeah. You know, and that's the crazy part. So, like, if when we're not looking at something, what's going on behind the scenes? You know, you can't watch your back at all times. So, what what's going on when you're not watching it? Because the observer has a direct effect on what's right. going on. I mean, it's like a video game. So, you know, if you're not in a place, that part of the map hasn't loaded, you know? And then yeah. in, in some old video games, you could be, you know, like GTA, you're running around and then you see like in the horizon things just loading, you know, like things <laughs> popping up. Can you imagine that's what's actually going on? It's like, man, this guy's got 2020. Let's go ahead and push it back a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so um, I know you, you also, speaking of Graham Hancock, you know, earlier, how he thought he he believed in Atlantis and all that stuff and advanced civilizations because there's so many things in this world that we don't even understand and so many uh, theories. Again, it just blows my mind and this is what I love about it because I am always asking questions. Uh, Graham Hancock, uh, he, he, I was listening to him and then I saw that you had a theory about it, about what really happened in 2012. Uh, when the Mayans had predicted the end of the world or what we or what a lot of people interpreted as the end of the world. Maybe yeah. they meant something else by it being the end of the world. Well, they yeah. were really just talking about the end of an age and the beginning of a new one. You know, we're moving into the age of Aquarius, whereas, you know, just a little bit ago, a couple thousand years, I guess that's not really a short amount of time. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, we are in the age of Pisces and, you know, Pisces is represented by a fish. You know, people have the Jesus fish on their car and, you know, he was pretty famous for turning two fish into a bunch of fish for people yeah. to eat. So it's like it's, you know, I don't know if he's an allegory or if he's real or not. Like I said, I choose to have faith, but the symbology is all there. He was like the messenger of the age of Pisces. And so now we're entering the age of Aquarius where. According to some people, I don't really know what's going to happen, but according to some people, the messenger of the age of Aquarius or like the, the like the figurehead of it, I don't know, like it'll be the Antichrist. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's just that's crazy. You know, it's we're approaching or they say we've already reached singularity, you know, because every every year, you know, technology is so advanced. Yeah. And eventually, you know, they say what and uh, or, uh, speaking of Elon, Elon is making uh, Neuralink where they literally want to hook you up to a computer directly. Yeah. You know, that that's that's insane. Yeah, you know, it's like low key terrifying. Yeah. People, you know, if people tell you, especially nowadays, because so much technology has made it's a good and it's a bad thing. Like like mind your mind. The mind has been. It's done the greatest things in history and as well as the worst things in history. Because, you know, right. it's, it's like we talked earlier, you know, it's it's not how you it's how you use it. It's not how it, you know, it's it, it can be good. It can be bad. You know, if I use a knife to kill you or I can use a knife to cut my steak, you know, how am I going to use it? So right. all these these great minds, because Hitler was I like to talk about Hitler a lot because he, he was a great mind. He had he was super smart because how can you manipulate millions of people? To, you you change their way of thinking. You know that's powerful because yeah. if 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 he wasn't able to talk the way he was, you know, as, as so charismatic how he was, and and if you I don't know I don't know what the hell he's saying, but if you watch his speeches, he's so animated and you know with with, with authority, and right. it's like if, if he wasn't able to do that, and he did become an artist, how he wanted mm -hmm. to, you know, how how would that have affected history? Right. You know, all together. So it, I just life is crazy. There's so many things in our world that we don't even understand. And, and, and you know, just question everything I do. And I've again, I've shared this this theory with people and they don't know. I'm like, you know what? Just listen to the podcast. This guy looks like a regular guy. You look <laughs> like somebody I'd hang out with. Right. You know, not some nuts like this guy. Like, no, this 
dude looks like a normal person, but he's thinking all these things, you know? So what is, I saw that you were also doing something called the, the Fathom Project. Yeah, yeah. The Fathom Project the slash Fathom Pro- the Randonauts. Yeah, what is what is that? And, and so you can explain to the people, and you can uh, you can become a randonaut. What is a randonaut? You know, randonaut what, what is, is just you know like a cosmonaut. You know, some but someone who explores the random, hence the rando. You know, so you're exploring random points of reality. Um, basically, what we do is we use a quantum random number generator, which is true randomness, and um, those numbers are then turned into gps coordinates and you know you just travel to the location and it's somewhere you would have never ever gone in a million years like maybe it's the supermarket or something but at that time of the day according to your normal routine your normal thoughts your normal habits you know your subconscious patterns you would never be at that spot at that time like there's no reason to go to the supermarket if you're not hungry or don't need food you know so but the crazy thing about going to these quantum random points is that sometimes people will experience you know what you were talking about earlier synchronicities so we think there's something to it yeah it's again that's the thing i i i went on reddit and i i generated a location that was nearby me but i didn't go i was like (laughs) i told you if you're ever in orlando we can go around and and just do some weird shit you know just go around and 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 random on and find these different things because you the theory behind it is that you might branch out to other possibilities in your in your timeline yeah exactly i mean you're literally you're literally breaking out of your predetermined path you know you are actually in a very literal sense you're branching off into a different timeline because you're using quantum randomness like there's no other way to break out of your little bubble without using quantum numbers at least i don't think or that there's no way we know of yet yeah because it's literally impossible to get past your own subconscious patterns and external influences and you know it's it's kind of like there's an invisible tunnel blocking you off from doing it doing anything else you know it's like you have a certain set of probabilities that make the most sense for you at the time but when you use quantum randomness you're totally breaking out of that probability tunnel you said a a tunnel almost like if we were being controlled by something or someone or a saturn maybe you know how this all ties together it goes back to the same thing it's like yeah what you know what if some people compare it to breaking the simulation you know that's not what the creators are trying to do but there's for some reason it became a really popular thing where people were writing articles and interviewing us saying like you guys are breaking the simulation and you know hacking the matrix yeah or hacking the matrix or glitching the matrix because if there was you know some program running the whole show what happens to the program when people start doing things it can't predict yeah, yeah, it starts to freak out. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy, man. Um let's see what else we got here. Yeah, we talked, you know, crazy how ancient civilizations that you know how they had technology, you know, we don't know how they got it. Um and then another one that really really uh blew my mind was the the Han purple. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I've seen the terracotta. I've seen, I, I went to a museum in um, in Chicago one time, and they had an exhibit. And I, at the time, I didn't know about this until I read it in the book. And it's like, what in the world? 2,800 years ago, they had this color that scientists took until, what, 1990-something to figure out how to make? How, how right. did these people back then know that? Right. You know? Either someone or something i always believe that they were shown they say they killed jesus because he was an alien you know what i, I don't mean? know about that but <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the again that's one of the things i heard yeah i read about you mm-hmm. know they, they believe that he was an alien that's why they killed him again is that what's really <laughs> what really happened who knows you know right. I mean, but, I'm not one to talk and say I don't know about that, but that's just because <laughs> I believe I believe way crazier things. But that's something I just can't believe. I think Jesus came to show what true human potential looked like. Ladies and gentlemen, that is too crazy for Nick Hinton to believe. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah. it it's amazing, man. Your your book blew my mind. It is it's a good read. 
I I read it. I literally sat down and couldn't put it down, so I, I read it all in one sit through. And where where can the people find you? What's your Instagram? If you want them to find you, what's your Twitter? You know, uh, where can the people look for you, man, and write to you? N i c k h i n t o n n on Twitter and Instagram. And if you need a book, just shoot me a DM. Um, I'm currently working on getting a store set up, but for right now, I'm just kind of doing it all by myself and through PayPal. So hopefully in the future, I'll have like a store set up on my website and it'll make things a lot simpler because, you know, I get flooded with messages every day, but you know, it's, it's all kind of overwhelming, but it's all been awesome. It's all been fun. And it's all I've ever really dreamed of. And I'm just kind of trying to get used to it. <laughs> Are you working on anything else at the moment? You know, what's going on in your life right now that that's exciting that you can share with us that, uh, you know, are you writing another book? Is there another theory in the works? Like w what's going on? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to come out with another book that's basically just all of my other threads combined into one book. And just in case, you know, who knows what will happen in the future if the information will get taken down or, you know, the Internet becomes more censored or whatever. So I just want people to be able to own everything in physical copy if they really want it. And, you know, that's something that can't be lost, really. And so I'll, I'm going to release another book. And then I kind of want to take a break from conspiracies for a while and just like do art and music and stuff like that. But I am moving out to L.A. to start a podcast with one of my business partners. And so nice. I'll still be talking about some of this stuff, but I want to focus on art and music and poetry and stuff after I get this other book finished. Yeah, it's like me. I want to, uh, you know, put my you know, do something creative, you know, mm -hmm. you, uh, put my creativeness towards something. And I feel like this is, this is going to help because podcasts are really, really, uh, po uh, popular now. You know, everybody's got a podcast. Um, yeah. actually when I went to go do my sensory deprivation, so this is going to be the second episode. So we're, we're speaking in the future. This is going to be the second episode. And my first episode is going to be about my experience in the sensory deprivation and the guy who works there one of the co-owners he actually has his own podcast too oh <laughs> so no shit like, yeah again synchronicity you know like all these things like going on I'm like what is happening he's you know and if i would have never gone there if i would have never done that experience i would have never found this guy and i would have never and now he's going to do an episode with me you know about uh you know he, he does this for a living so he knows a lot of things and you know he's just gonna have fun with it and that'll be the first episode. So, again, dude, I really appreciate you taking the time. I know it's a lot of information. We missed a ton of stuff as well. But it's just, <laughs> yeah. that's the core thing that I really wanted to get out there. Because when I when I first read it and started, I had, dude, I've listened to the, all of the other podcasts you've been on like two or three times. Because I'm just trying like, what in the hell? And, you know, Thank and, you, man. <laughs> and, and all this, like, it, it intrigues me so much. I love it. So I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to talk to me today, man. And, you know, we'll be in touch. If you're ever in Orlando, let me know. Yeah, definitely. And uh, we'll go rando nodding or something, you know, <laughs> whatever. Get a beer or something. Yeah, for sure, man. Thank you for having me on. Well, there you have it, guys. I told you it was deep. But you got to question everything. It needs to be done. You can still enjoy life. But just, you know, think outside the box for just one second. And go, you know, is is what Hollywood, all these movies, what it's all about. Is it real? Is it not? And again, it could all be real. Go follow Nick on Instagram. Read his book. Follow us on Instagram. At the Juan on Juan podcast. Give us a like. Share. Uh, leave us a review on this podcast as well. Let me know what you guys think. Anything you guys want to hear about, you can contact me on my Instagram or at uh, the Juan on Juan podcast at gmail.com. Keep a lookout for our next episode. It'll be on next week sometime. Really appreciate the support. Thank you, guys. Mm -hmm.